Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. I knew I couldn't be the only one who's felt, over the past couple of years, that we might be facing a nightmarish global catastrophe in the near future. And playwright Sarah Shear proves I'm not alone in my fear with her new work, Scum, currently on the boards at The Producers Club. I sat down with Sarah, as well as her co-stars in the show, after a recent performance. I'll let them introduce themselves. Take a listen. Uh, I do love to start with everyone's name on the mic, and because the playwright's in the cast, you've got to start. Okay. Uh, let us know who you are, what you did, and what the name of the play is. Okay. Hello, my name is Sarah Shear. I'm the playwright, and I also play Becca in Scum. We also have your co-stars. I'm Adrian Abel Amdor, and I play Ronnie in Scum. I am Jay Corbion, and I play Adam. And I'm Aaron Mock, and I play Dan. And uh, Sarah, you're probably going to be forced to do this, but I'll throw it out into the middle of the room. What is? How do you describe scum? What is scum? Uh, would you tell people to come to see scum? What are they coming to see? Uh, so in terms of like, what is scum the thing? Uh, scum the thing is a couple of things. It is, uh, you know, an insult. It's one that little kids use. It's one that you don't hear a lot. It's scum. You know, you're not saying like, oh, you like you know, bitch or something like that. You're going to be like, it's a different word. It's one that we don't use a lot because it also describes an inner feeling that you have, like um, scummy, like we think of swamps or we think of like green goop or something like that. Um, so it's a very visceral insult as well. So I that's, immediately think of die rebel scum. So, yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, that's also absolutely rebel scum. Like, yeah, so that ties into the whole... Given our whole nerdness Exactly. So, well, what about the play scum? When you yes. tell people, like, what are you telling them? To uh, so it is about four nerds surviving the apocalypse together. That's the, that's the simplest way to put it. I do, I, I do love that tagline. What is it? Uh, Four, four nerds, four one nerds, apocalypse. One apocalypse. Game, game over. over. Yeah. You really, um, you really practice that one in the movie. Yeah, I do it in the shower all the time. <laughs> shower backstage. Yeah. Uh, you know, wherever it's where it was convenient. Yeah. Um, so, like, talk to me about like where the play came from for you, and and just to make you keep talking, Sarah. Uh, where did the play come from for you? And then we're gonna make you gentlemen speak. <laughs> uh, so for me, so in January 2018, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists updated their 2018 Doomsday Clock to two minutes to midnight, which if you don't know what that is, a bunch of atomic scientists get together and every year they predict how close we are to destroying ourselves technically. Hopefully all you nerds listening to this have read Watchmen. Yes. <laughs> um, so we haven't been two minutes to midnight since the Cold War. Um, and we are currently 2018 at two minutes to midnight. So I have a group chat uh, with three of my best friends. All of them are gamers. And uh, I, one of them shared the link to which like all of their response was like, oh yeah, I already know what's going in my go bag. Did you know there's city shelters all over the place? Sarah, how did you not know that? What, where's my machete? Like, and I was like, I have no plan. <laughs> um, and so scum started out for me as just like a little exercise of how to prepare for something that you can really never prepare for. Like thinking about like, okay, so what would happen because I've always, I'm always the sort of person that if I can't imagine something happening, then I just assume that it's going to be because I blow up and die. Um, so if I'm forced to live through the apocalypse, like, what does that mean for me? Like, how would I, what would I have to encounter in a real life apocalypse situation? Um, and so that's where Scum started. Does that mean these gentlemen are analogs for the people you had this conversation oh, with? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, absolutely okay. not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, because we've kind of got like, uh, 
not, not to get overly nerdy here, but we, we almost have like our D&D party. You know what uh, we have? Oh, we yeah. have our Bart Bartles Taxonomy of Players. Okay, so <laughs> who's, who's gonna tell us the Bartles Taxonomy? <laughs> Would you like me to do it? <laughs> okay, so um, basically, there, the, sh the short of it is that uh, a guy did a bunch of research, um, and basically after asking a series of gamers, why do you play games, he could categorize them by four different ways. There are socializers, killers, achievers, and explorers. And this is actually something that I didn't even find out about until after I had already written the play, and our dramaturg, also our producer, Ross Lampert, um, what, we were like having a little production meeting and all of a sudden he just went, oh, I don't know why I never thought of this before. And I was like, what's happening, what? And he was like, you wrote it with the Bartles taxonomy of players. Because um, each one of these uh, characters fits into the psychology behind the reason why people play games. Um, and you know, the audience can always decide who's who. Right, um, and we don't want to give too much exactly, away, obviously. But uh, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's um, in writing Scum, what I had to do was really look into the the world around me. Um, a challenge for myself, like this also started out as a challenge for myself to write straight men because I've never done it well before. Um, so I just observed like men around me and like how do they talk and how do they interact with each other. And I like picked up on things that I was like, oh, well, how would that actually fare during a nuclear war and all that sort of stuff. Um, which it, it turned into a really interesting conversation wherever this play goes. Speaking of uh, those men that she wrote for, <laughs> uh, so talk to me about how y'all got involved in this, and uh, I mean, what it's like to play, uh, you know, your 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 assigned character role at the end of the world. Who wants to jump in? Yeah, yeah sure. So I I so I went on my little backstage account, and I went, <laughs> yeah, just the daily scrolling through uh, auditions, and I saw it. I started reading the character breakdowns, which Sarah can maybe talk more about them when, after, but they were so descriptive and they're so interesting and, and all this stuff. And, and I, I got an audition and, you know, I met Jay on my way there actually, which is really surprising. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like ran past him because I was a little a little late with the trains. <laughs> you know, that L train is oh, hey, something Barbara. else. So I was like, I ran past him and we ended up being in the elevator together and we got the callback and then we got in the room. So it was cool. It was good. We were in the callback room together too. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, crazy. Yeah, I remember I read for Dan and Adam, actually. And then um, Javen, who's the director, was like, hey, do you want to step outside for like five minutes and come back and read for Ronnie? And I was like, sure. And the, the profile for Ronnie was like linebacker type dude. And I am a very skinny guy. I could not <laughs> play football. Um, but isn't that yeah. funny, like how, you know, physical character descriptions in breakdowns are so much about the trying to convey a sense of the personality. Mm -hmm. And I think you can definitely get a personality yeah, without right. physical type. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely. like also working on an unpublished work that, you know, stuff stuff yeah. can change, stuff yeah. has changed, not major plot points, but um, I think that we definitely had a little bit of an influence on uh, where the characters went after, you know, since the audition process. 100%. Apart from physical type, are you, do, you, do, you, do you feel like you're playing to type? I'm gonna point this right at you for this one. Oh, any reason? <laughs> uh, no spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers. I, um, I think that I do my best to find the most common aspects, the, 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 the parts that you'll find in everyone at some point, but where, when do I get there? When do I get there? At what point? How quickly? How quick am I, you know, um, making the certain decisions? And uh, I really look for the commonality more than anything. 
the things that are kind of just s simmering for all of us and wh why does the lid blow for for some and not for others yeah when that pot's boiling for you know a good six weeks and three days mm -hmm. uh you know and you know it seems like it's almost inevitable that someone's going to get there uh it, you know is are you on six weeks day three mm -hmm. or six weeks day four sometimes I guess sometimes that that yeah. six weeks and day two is just that was it that's, yeah. one, that's right? like also like a huge part of it is that um scum is not necessarily about people who in everyday life are considered to be harmful people um like i mean i think everybody knows one of these characters in real life yeah. and they're quite likable and they're really fun and lovable people um, it just also is that like they have some problems that when it comes down to the wire, um, do you want to take those sort of problems with you or do you want to put them aside and um, try to be a better person? <laughs> and like, how does that fare at the end of days, really? I'm constantly in the podcast asking people about like, you know, where does your play, this is a play or an, excuse me, a podcast about independent theater and independent theater is commonly brand new works and or, you know, works that are being done in smaller spaces. So I always like to say like, why, why do this now? And you already gave us, Sarah, that, that intro about like, it came from seeing that we're two minutes to midnight, mm -hmm. but you know, this play certainly feels of a moment uh, when the country feels ready to tear itself apart. Mm -hmm. Did any of that kind of come into the room when you're working with, uh, we said Javen was yeah, the director. Yeah. Uh, did, did they bring any of that in? Did, did you bring that in, like Sarah? Yeah. Like what, talk to me about US, USA August 2018 <laughs> uh, in the world of scum. So, okay. Oh. <laughs> Everyone wants to talk. I love that that happens. That's yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's, who's going it's first? It's hard like to, to not think about that. I mean like, uh, I, I can't imagine it, personally, however. Um, I can only imagine how I would distract myself, mm. if that makes sense. And of course, uh, Sarah wrote a really wonderful play where everyone is constantly playing games to distract themselves from this impending doom. Uh, and Javen, as well as ourselves, we, we really, I thought we did a really good job of like letting those moments in of when we realize that everything's going to shit out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that I brought initially in like one of our very first uh, table reads is that there's a nuclear overlay map oh, yeah. that exists mm -hmm. that I've been kind of obsessed with ever since I first read the script. What is a nuclear overlay so, map? <laughs> so there's this nuclear over... <laughs> oh, this is fun. Uh, there's this <laughs> nuclear overlay map that has uh, like a sliding scale between a crude atomic device all the way to the largest nuclear device ever tested and you can pick an exact location anywhere and you can see just how big the radius is of the bomb what the fallout is like the lethality range all of these sort of things someone has created this for fun this is like one of those things you find in a wiki hole one night and then you yeah. like you oh, know yeah. plot like okay who this is where uncle greg lives and, this and is then where he shares it with all of us and gives us all nightmare like, yeah. <laughs> well worse than that is that it actually gives you a, a real tally of how many people are injured and how many people die and so the thing is that the largest option on the map was a bomb that was tested in the 60s. So, what, we've had 60 years? <laughs> we've had 50, years of 50 yeah. 60 years. How developed are those bombs now? Yeah. What do, what do we know? Like, what, what, what is really capable that we're not aware of? And so that's, it's almost comforting because it's like, oh, there's no chance. There's just no <laughs> chance of escaping it. it oh, God. <laughs> 
So take comfort, everyone. That's, that's your cheery time with Aaron. Um, you wrote the play. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, no, but the yeah. thing that's so interesting too is like if you try to get me in a conversation about like politics or like nuclear war, like I actually don't know that much about it. Um, in terms of like I'm finding out new information every single day, and I'm like, oh my god, that sounds terrifying. That sounds terrifying. Um, and like I, the reason why like. I think scum is a little bit um, more universal than some of our other end of the world plays that are fairly realistic, I like to think, um, is because it's really about personal politics more than anything else. And it's about how do we operate and how do we um, essentially like love each other? Like how do we think that, um, do we, at the end of days, are we gonna focus on loving each other or loving yourselves or loving everyone but yourself. But then can we pull that back mm -hmm. when we're not at the end of Exactly. The That's, the That's what it is. Uh -huh. And that is why you brought up earlier that scum, like there's an immediacy to the piece. And well, what's really important is that scum is set five years into the future. So scum is not supposed to be a, oh my God, too late. This is how the world is being destroyed. Too bad, go away. Um, it is a call to action. It is a, hey guys, we have some problems in our world. Um, and how do we address them? so that when the sirens do sound, um, we're not just trying to be good enough, we're good people. Um, and that's something that's really important to me in putting this play into the world, um, which is so weird that Scum has such like a happy, warm, fuzzy, <laughs> like, that's what it means to me, but like, it does. All right, so final question challenge then. If this is the call to action, uh, what is your particular call to action, each of you as actors and or as your character? Uh, there's the fun little challenge here. Uh, what is the call to action that you believe that your character or yourself as a human being uh, acting in New York City in 2018, what is that call to action for you? You say call to action. Yeah, I mean, look, well, this is a warning. If this mm -hmm. is a saying, like, what, what, is, what, what do we got to fix? Um, so I know <laughs> with like, for example, with Becca, um, she and Becca is actually like a very much so exploration of like keeping me accountable for always advocating for myself um, to not put others before myself, um, because that can be just as toxic as putting yourself before everyone else. Um, you have to respect yourself as much as you respect everyone around you. I, I think. Um, for me and my character, it follows a similar line where um, I think that I would I need to work on not uh, idealizing or fantasizing about um, a certain thing for uh, for my character. I don't know if this, it's not really a spoiler, but no, that's not a spoiler. Uh, I, think you, can I throw that out. you know, I have a girlfriend who's uh, away in Israel, and her name is Jenna, and she is always with me. Um, and so I think that like. As, as much as it, it's important to care for the people and, 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 and focus on them and, and make sure that they're okay, it's also important that one takes care of, of oneself and loves oneself so you can actually make it through it. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Nerd references, uh, sidebar, is that a Why the Last Man reference? No, it's not. No. Wow, good oh, pick up. Damn. I love I was like, oh, do that. I hope that's what that is. Uh, <laughs> What about y'all? Anything, anything yeah, you'd like guess, to throw on? Well, I definitely learned from my character and this, the whole process was that it stressed the importance of communication but also healthy compromise. Because I feel like a lot of the time people compromise but then they let out too much or they give too much, they take too much. And, there's then, and then that's where the communication also gets compromised itself, you know what I mean? So it's like finding the, the balanced medium of where both parties are in a spot or all parties involved are in a spot 
or they're healthy, happy, and can continue going on their ways without giving too much of themselves away. I, I think that the bunker being a, a microcosm of just Earth on the whole, of I start to think of, oh, this is, uh, this is everyone everywhere on our, just our little planet. We don't get another one. And I start thinking about the long terms of like, okay, well, how do we make it so that everyone doesn't die? <laughs> and, I, hmm. and I start to think, well, you got to start thinking globally. You got to start thinking not just that, am I going to make it through this? Because everyone thinks that, well, it's a human trait, right? Hope you got to hope that and believe that you're the person that makes it through something. But then you got to start hoping that every like you can bring everyone else along with you. So I think that's a big thing that I I try to take from the story is that we're all on the same ship. Let's not throw anyone overboard, and let's also keep rowing. <laughs> Man, I I was like really worried I was gonna like just sync the conversation with that question no. and y'all just like crushed that we that was talk awesome a lot oh, yeah. about that in rehearsal like as much as we talk about nuclear war the other thing that was really important to me to talk about is like emotional labor versus physical labor mm. because that's a huge divider between the group of like which one do you think is more important emotional labor or physical labor um speaking of like 2018 like mainstream what's going on right now a lot of conversations about emotional labor so we have had a lot of feelings talks in this group (laughs) you can't be a four-person cast and do what you guys do on stage and not have a lot of feelings going around it is (laughs) no after every single show Uh, we're like are you okay are you okay are you okay are you okay okay?" indie theater dressing rooms We'll never get to know someone as intimately. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The show is Scum. We're at the Producers Club in the, what's the name of this theater? Uh, The Royal Theater. The Royal Theater. And uh, you run through when? Saturday, August 18th. Tickets and more information can be found at? www.scumtheplay.com. Brilliant. Thank you all so much for doing this. Thank you. Good time. Thank you, Sarah, Aaron, Adrian, and Jay for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch Scum at the Royal Theater at the Producers Club, 358 West 44th Street in Manhattan through August 18th, 2018. Head to scumtheplay.com for a link to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Till next time, go see a show. Excellent conversation. Thank you very much. That was so much fun. Next time we're going to talk about the end of the world. Oh, yeah, please come by. Anytime.